0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken.
1: I'm Michelle. And
0: we're about to jump right into another episode of Queer Spoke.
1: Let's do it. Hey, but before we do that, in case I forget at the end, I'll try to remember to plug it again at the end. We are going to be doing a very special mailbag episode. Yep. And so, what that means is we want you guys to email us at libertydinerdish at gmail.com, or you can go to our website and use the contact tab there. And we want you guys to send in questions for us about specific things in the show that you want us to talk about or even if it's something that you want to bring up and you want us to share it on the air. You can send those things in, questions about Ken and I.
0: Past uh, episodes <laughs> that we covered. I mean, yeah, anything. Yeah, anything
1: season two and season one related to the show uh, but I'll be screening those, so Ken doesn't get any spoilers. Uh, Girl,
0: stop it, okay? <laughs> stop it now. You're doing the most. Guys, send what you want to send. No. Send what you want to send.
1: Yeah, but we want to do that. We talk a lot about being interactive, and we there's so much. Like when we're in a recording session, we want to talk for five hours, but know. we know people won't listen for that long. <laughs> right. So there's so much that we don't get to talk about, and this is an opportunity for us to get to do that. So anything that you guys want us to focus more on, or something that we didn't touch on, or something you want us to revisit, yes, whatever it is, we want you to send that in for our special mailbag episode. But, uh, okay, so now, let's get back into episode 211. This is the wedding episode. And so I'll say, on the front end, I think this was the second televised wedding between two women on US TV. The first one, I think, was with, in the show Friends. I didn't watch Friends, but... Oh. Yeah, but they weren't main characters. Right. It was like... I think it was, like, the ex-wife of one of the main characters. Mm. Um, but this is the first time we're, like, the main characters, I think, we're getting in the, on U.S. television. Right. So, some groundbreaking work here.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this show is known
1: for the yeah. groundbreaking <laughs> breaking work. Like, yeah. I mean, it is,
0: it, I love that they pushed the envelope. Mm-hmm. They really did. They, they didn't care. Like, this is what it is. is. If you want the community, we're going to give you the community. And that's what they did. They delivered every single episode. I yeah. mean... I literally leave every episode wanting more, you know, <laughs> yeah. everyone. So, yeah.
1: And this one's fun. It, it goes pretty fast because it's just kind of like one story and then how everybody fits into this one story. But
0: it's the hilarious. It, the
1: dialogue in this episode is so freaking hilarious. I mean, the puns, the little yeah. one-liners, the zingers, like, this every, episode is hilarious.
0: Everything about it. You know I was up here dying. How many times did I rewind one scene? Like,
1: Very many times. I mean,
0: many, <laughs> many. I'm sorry. I apologize. But no, it's okay. It lets so me take notes. Funny. So funny. I love it. This episode was the funniest one you know, so far. Yeah, just with like
1: from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're like funny moments all throughout it. But this one's from start to finish. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but from everyone, every character had perfect um um, comedic timing. Yeah,
1: and there was a lot of like there was physical comedy in this one too. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, so we start out at this bachelorette party for Mel that Lita I believe is throwing for Melanie and Lindsay, and they are having a good time. Girl,
0: they pass a good time. Okay, (laughs) they They are past a good time. They do more than the boys. Okay, like. (laughs) That party was off the chain. I'm like, damn, I was, I was yeah. shy, and, and, and I, <laughs> I was mean, bashful. I mean, it looked like
1: Club Babylon. Yeah, yeah
0: like, times twenty. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Like they don't even do it. Like I mean, sucking on the dildo, the dripping what? Oh, it, it was, it was. Girl, they know how to get down.
1: <laughs> I want yeah. that
0: invite. I want to go to that bachelor party right there.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, also in attendance, uh, at least at this venue, was Miss Marilyn, and we've seen Miss Marilyn before. And Lita leads Melanie and Lindsay over to have their cards read by Miss Marilyn. And so she asks when the date will be, and they tell her it's going to be that weekend. And as she's going through their cards, she's like, oh, no, 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 you cannot do it this weekend. Absolutely (laughs) not. Mercury is in retrograde. And that's a real thing. And until I saw Queer as Folk, I didn't know that was a real thing. Right, yeah. And now, like, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: seriously, girl, you know I'm all about the Zodiacs and all that. mm Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: But yeah, she says no. There's extreme imbalance in the universe when m- Mercury's in retro- retrograde. There's upheaval. There's misunderstandings, miscommunication, and Melanie's like, "Yeah, uh huh? Is we just want to know is it gonna rain?" Because she's not yeah, buying it.
0: Trying to be funny, but what they should have did was rejog those memories because I know the boys went back and told her that <laughs> they had a little run in with Miss Marilyn, who told them that everything that they was gonna happen on a trip to New York to go get Justin as back. It all happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, they should have rejogged it. You don't want
1: to sleep on Miss Mary. No, you showed up. <laughs> she,
0: she come ready to slay. All right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever she says, she ain't out to play. Yeah. She for real. So,
1: even though Melanie is brushing it off, Lindsay is looking a little bit like, oh, she shook, no. She's shook. Yeah, shooken. she's a little
0: worried. Yes.
1: Uh, so, over at Woody's, the gang is all there. All well, the guys are all there. And um, Michael is trying to decide what to buy the girls for their wedding and mm-hmm. you know he he has his own business now but his is a little bit different than Ted's and so <laughs> money ain't coming as fast or at least profit isn't coming as right. fast and so he's like I don't have like a ton of money to spend but I want to get them something that that's worth it I want to get them get them something good and so they're throwing out suggestions none of them are particularly helpful except for Ben <laughs> who's just maybe just stemware
0: <laughs> that part but you, this is what I love about them like they are ter- it's the, the dynamic between the gays and the lesbians they are ripping them to shreds, <laughs> but in a fun way. Yeah. But they're all so sharp with the tongue. It was so funny. The comedic timing on this scene was flawless. Mm-hmm.
1: Justin does suggest a water buffalo, which becomes <laughs> important later. But anyway. <laughs> so Emmett tells them, well, you know, his gift is going to have to be something a little simple because he is using his money For plastic surgery, he is finally going to get that butt job that he's been talking about.
0: I like Emmett's booty. I think he's perfect just where he is. Okay? Emmett is just one of my little, my sweethearts. Like, he has a warm little place in my heart. I love his actual heart, his spirit, and his body is flawless. He has
1: a beautiful body. I mean, he's making Ted all that money. All the coin, okay? (laughs) I
0: mean, Ted ain't never been so happy, you know, and stress-free.
1: Uh, but Ben is like, "Oh no, Emma, you need. To, I hope you wait until Mercury is out of retrograde." So even Ben is like, "Yeah, there's some truth to this."
0: Absolutely.
1: So Brian does not believe this. which Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, he doesn't believe anything about Mercury being in uh in retrograde. And let me tell y'all a story. True story. Absolute fact. So after Ben says that and Brian makes his snarky comment, the system that we use to record died. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: How funny is it? That, no, for real. Yeah. That's a true story. The whole computer rebooted on its own.
1: Yeah, we were sitting sort there of like, what just happened? <laughs> creepy.
0: Okay, yeah. it was creepy. It's Mercury and Metro Girls. I'm about to get to Google, okay? <laughs> I
1: know.
0: You look at my
1: Zodiac calendar. <laughs> uh, but anyway, when everything came back on, it was in time for us to see the uh, the raffle Liberty Avenue Hospice Charity raffle. Uh, they were raffling a, a trip, an all expense paid trip for two to. Miami, to the white party. And turns out the luckiest prick in Pittsburgh is yours truly...
0: Mr. Brian Kenny. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> it would be Brian, okay? It would be.
1: So, he's, and then he says, well, it looks like it's not affecting me. And then Michael says, well, yeah, well, how are you going to explain missing, missing the, the wedding, wedding to go yeah. to the white party? So he's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that Mercury yeah. right there.
1: <laughs> and, and Brian kind of looks at him and is like, mm, yeah, right. I'm less concerned about that right now.
0: <laughs> we all know... Brian, okay, like, <laughs> a trip to Miami or to see these girls get married? Uh, no. I will see them next weekend.
1: So then at the Novotny's, uh, they are, well, Michael is helping Debbie with some, some housework. And Vic comes in and he tells them that his disability is being reevaluated, so he could possibly lose. This extra income that they've come to depend on.
0: That's sad, though. Yeah,
1: I so mean, Mercury is affecting yeah. Vic, too. I
0: mean, that's just absolutely terrible.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's what Debbie says, you know, like, the universe almost killed him just to give him back and then just to do then to do this to us. So he's, like, trying to get back up, but, you know, this thing is happening. And then she's like, well, okay. He says, well, I might have to go back to work. And because he, he was a chef, we learned before, he was a pastry chef. And he said he was pretty decent, uh, but he says he's rusty. You know, it's, it's been a while. He got sick. Um, he, at one point, thought he was going to die. And uh, so it's one thing to do it in your house for Debbie and Justin to, like, mix them up some pancakes for breakfast that morning. But to present something that you can serve probably in what he's used to. Right.
0: But he needs to get out of that. He's rusty. So, I mean, if you ain't got no coins coming in because the benefits have been cut, um, you get unrusty. You know what I'm like you, you get unrested. You gotta
1: oil those joints. Yes, I'm and get for real. So, in addition to him being rusty, he says, "But when they find out why I haven't been working, and I think, and that's a bigger issue." Yeah,
0: and that's scary. You know, like to even have to explain yourself to someone for a job,
1: especially because we have talked about the stigma around it, and people yeah. are like, "Well, I don't want you touching my food or right, whatever." Absolutely.
0: So, so yeah, I, I totally, I totally understand. So, but that's the only thing that would keep me. You know, I can, I can feel that pain and that fear from that. I didn't like the fact that he was saying that he was rusty and he couldn't do it because he was rusty. But the fact that he had to explain his personal situation, which is very, you know, sensitive uh, and very private. Like, that should never have to be even explained in my professional setting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just weird. I just, oh, my heart goes out to him.
1: But Debbie comes through with a suggestion and she says, oh, you can come work. I can get you a shift at the diner. Like, it's the best thing in the world.
0: (laughs) She's like, problem solved. Exactly, but it will get him back in the door and get his and and he'll be And his sister. It'll so, be an
1: it'll yeah. be an entry back, back into the into the workforce.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's comfortable. He's around his sister, who he sees every mm-hmm. single day.
1: Mm-hmm. These are people that he'll be comfortable with. It's a viable option. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see Emmett, and he is at the plastic surgeon's office, and I just have to say. I would not trust this plastic surgery. <laughs> like,
0: Absolutely, he looked
1: very sketchy. He to looks me. real
0: sleazy, like one of those second, yeah. um, second car, uh, second be hand very car salesmen. Nervous
1: to be unconscious. Absolutely, with he's the one you yeah. just do
0: not trust.
1: At yeah, all. no, would not. He and all looked, his little butt related yeah, puns and whatnot. that part yeah. and he
0: just looked greasy like himself he just looked sleazy and slimy yeah like.
1: um so he tells them it, well okay how about I bring in some actual like 3D models for you to look at and so some guys come into the office and they
0: drop Trow. and they're fine from the front when they turned around to the back, I was like, "Emma, hey you already got a better booty than all of them. That's what okay? I thought, yeah. Girl, I mean, I was I, I, I was, was not like, impressed. Not at all. I was thinking, shit, where are we at? IHOP? i seen them a pancake around this month. <laughs> I mean, God, you had a good tan. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh-huh. you had a great
0: tan. Your abs are flawless, baby, but don't, don't don't, turn around.
1: Yeah, you, no, and don't I, hope I hope they didn't pay for those. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It was
0: but. one who knew how to use his body he curved it out he
1: did he had the instagram pose going he did
0: he knew how to arch that back (laughs) and that thigh just right and gave him that little scoop you know (laughs) that's all he had a little little, little scoop booty but it was okay it it worked
1: uh but so emma's not completely sold on those so he is considering a custom option which is going to cost a little more but there's no need to skimp on things like that that's very important Uh, Over at Melanie and Lindsay's house, Melanie is on the phone with the caterer, and that conversation does not sound like it's going well. She's having trouble with her kosher vegan meals, and also Uh, Gus is eating the seating char, and then Lindsay comes in having a panic attack about some hideous heels, but she's bloated and she can't get her feet in (laughs) there.
0: Yo, don't get me started, because I'm not going to be able to even finish a sentence. She had me literally crying, okay? She did that panic attack, that panic attack, all right? Like, she was on it from the shaking, hyperventilating, like, everything. But let's get back. Let mean, before I even jump there, Melanie is way too picky. It's Like, I'm going to need you to get it together, little Yeah. Little Y'all girl. might just
1: need to have a little champagne reception. That's it, baby. Some cheese and crackers. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's,
0: it's not going your way. Because okay? mm-hmm. she was speaking, the, the reception lady was speaking some different language, too. It was like, what? What, yeah. what was she saying? Like, I don't know. She wouldn't start speaking in tongues on the ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm but if that wasn't bad enough, Brian shows up and uh, he comes in and he makes a comment about weird lesbian <laughs> sex stuff in front of Gus. And I love that what he says is enough to get Lindsay to snap out of her panic Because
0: <laughs> <Yeah, for laughs> they
1: immediately just like, F you, Brian. Yeah, no,
0: they came right to, <laughs> all right? Like, why are you here, okay?
1: Yeah, but he shows up to tell Lindsay that he's not going to be at the wedding because he's going to the white party
0: girl did you see how Lindsay pushed the fuck out of uh melanie yeah (laughs) threw her damn near off the couch yeah like i mean for real like she became the incredible hulk on that push okay Uh she wanted to know why her man wasn't coming okay (laughs) okay you my baby daddy you my baby daddy why you not gonna be there for me
1: yeah um uh -uh. yes she is not happy with that development but brian's like look let's just break it down to hard facts here (laughs) and he says you know, you really don't want me there. I'd have to be chemically dependent just to be there. Check. Uh he says, I'll I'll get drunk. I'll hook up with every guy there, be they gay, straight, or questionable. <laughs> check, check, yeah. check. Okay. Uh he says, I'll look better than the bride.
0: Check, 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 check.
1: <laughs> I'll pass out drunk. And naked. Yeah, and naked and embarrass you all.
0: Check, 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 check.
1: Yeah, and so he says, really, I'm doing you a favor. And Melanie and Lindsay take a second to think about it, and they're like, yep.
0: Have, Have a, a good, good trip, trip. <laughs> okay? No, because for real, he said it nothing but facts. I, when he said that, I was like, okay, yeah, uh, he right. Oh, he, yep, he right again. <laughs> Damn, he owned to something. Girl, listen, y'all don't want him at y'all wedding for real. He gonna do all that shit. No, for yes. real, no, he was. Yeah, no,
1: it's absolutely true. It's like, okay, I can be there, but you're gonna regret. No, it.
0: for real, he, you know, he was gonna be the life of the party. He was gonna turn it out. It would not have been their party. It would have been his reception. Okay, yeah. he would have turned that out, and that'd
1: be just one more thing for them to worry about. So, exactly.
0: Oh, they, they couldn't have taken that. that yeah, that would have so i were
1: thinking maybe it's not the worst thing for Brian to not come with yeah. everything else that they've got going on. Like the last thing we need is one more issue to deal with. For real. So. Ted and Michael are out shopping for gifts for the girls, and they decide they're, they're going to go in together on on a gift. And so Michael's like, "I want to give them something romantic. That's what it should be for them something romantic." And so he's looking at lingerie. Girl, and, that is not romantic. I don't think so. And Ted says, "That's what you think is romantic." And he's and then Ted's like, "Nope." Power tools, uh, <laughs> which, no, Ted. No,
0: Ted, no, yeah. not at all. Not those anyway. Like, you know these ladies. You know, like, yeah. no, they're not like the big, oh, I'm going to ride my Harley Lita, every day. No, Lita, sure. yeah, no, she Lita. Power tools, that would have been Lita but, for sure, uh, okay?
1: Uh, so Ted offers to pay for the, the gift. He's going to give him $500. And he's like, well, I got to go because I've got a three-way at half past four, or maybe it's a four-way at half past three. I mean, the life of a... (laughs) Yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, So he leaves and he's going to trust Michael to pick out this gift. Michael is the last person in that friend group that I would trust to pick out a gift.
0: This is the man who devoted his whole life to comics. I would have
1: never... (laughs) Nothing about Michael says that he's going to make a smart, logical choice no
0: the first option should have been like you know what he's leaving me let me call justin
1: yeah that would have been I my know, first and choice and i'm not even trying to insult michael it's just like look you got to know your friends and their talents and their strengths and their gifts and i do not believe that gift buying is michael's
0: that part okay <laughs> no i i just don't see it either
1: yeah and you know i improved right because michael is standing there and he hears this siren call and he follows it to an alley
0: that's where you got me at right there. At to the get alley.
1: swindled.
0: Swindled by a Jamaican-speaking African.
1: Yeah. Okay, like, from the country of, not Chad, but Chuck.
0: The, the first cousin <laughs> of Chad.
1: Yeah, like, oh, Michael, no, no, no. Uh, but he sees this um, statue thing there, and the guy tells him that it's the goddess of love and pride, and it could be Michael's for $600 but but uh, he gives him the $500 deal on it
0: Michael is so and silly. Michael
1: is like convinced that oh my gosh I have found it it's the masterpiece you know this yeah. is
0: absolutely gorgeous <laughs> you found it in the alley on a dirty ass blanket this is not but the he place.
1: feels like oh it's all just perfect it just worked out perfectly for me <laughs>
0: Girl, that's the, again, that's the Mercury retrograde working on him. You just paid $500 for some cheap-ass artwork.
1: Yeah, you got took for some highway robbery. Yeah,
0: that part. You don't even know your accents. This man gave you a straight... He had Jamaican chains. Yeah. Everything was Jamaican. His whole hat, the dreads, the everything. Jamaican, but he's from Africa, and you just fall for it. okay? Yeah, Get it together.
1: I do think it shows us something about Michael. Michael loves emotional connection, and so for him...
0: It was a whole story yeah, about the love and the Yeah, it was a story. Like, I was just here
1: on the street, and I heard the sound and just called it, to me, and yeah, I saw this mm-hmm. statue, and it was just perfect. And it was about love and, and it embraced, pride. And, and, and it
0: And it was a naked-ass statue, too. And it had a big old booty that, that Emmett wanted, okay? <laughs> But it did That have...
1: was a good option yeah. for him. To...
0: He should have <laughs> looked at that, because that was the model that he needed. But yeah, I feel like he felt that it, it was embracing this beautiful body, and you know, it had a story behind it. It was a goddess of love and pride. Yeah, like and...
1: he really thinks that he did a good thing. He had a connection with this, and he was like, okay, well then definitely they're going to.
0: Exactly, but uh, no, Michael. You've been bamboozled, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, then we see Brian at the loft planning his white party wardrobe. And uh, Justin is there as Brian's, like, going through, like, trying on his different outfits. And Justin's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be great while I'm writing a paper and doing my laundry, going to the wedding, <laughs> writing a letter to my grandma.
0: <laughs> and Brian is unbothered.
1: Yeah. And then it, Justin says, well, you know, after a while, we'll even need any clothes anymore. And Brian says, well, that depends on you. And he holds up the extra ticket.
0: He's and giving my, it to Justin. My heart melted. This yeah. Was, I don't... I, yeah, I am so bipolar in my Brian King uh, feelings. <laughs> I never know what I'm going to feel with him from episode to episode. That was the sweetest thing I think I it saw It was, because
1: just, Justin did not ask. Nope. I think he, he knew that there were two tickets. Right. And he probably just assumed that Brian would go by himself and not, you mm-hmm. know, just not take anybody, uh, because this would be bringing sand to the beach, which is not... Something that definitely not season one Brian Kenny nope. would even think about doing, Mm-mm. but so on his own he offers this this ticket to to Justin. He wants him to come with him,
0: and you can see how surprised and shocked. Yeah, I mean, like Justin was like in awe. Like really? Like
1: yeah. And it's me? so cute. He hops. And he's like kissing him all over the face. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, you're taking it, me! Here? It,
0: was, it was adorable. It really was. Like I was so impressed with Brian in mm-hmm. this moment. Like I was like, that's why I love this man. And I'm thinking when I say that people going to think you're crazy cuz last week he was bashing <laughs> him you know but like gosh he he but really knows how how to But that's how Brian's supposed
1: to be. He's he's written to be that way. Mm-hmm. Some people just love him all the time, some people hate him all the time, but he's written to be this like
0: he yeah. It's levels to him
1: where you yeah, mm-hmm. where you they could understand you going back and forth on on how you feel about right, him. Right. Yeah, well. He's not the only character written that way, but he definitely is. Yeah, you know,
0: he does that for me. Like I just I love him. Everybody else I just love always. With him it's love hate. But <laughs>
1: But yeah, I like that scene. We don't get a whole lot of Brian and Justin together. We do get some other like interesting pairings, and I like that. But I love that scene with them, with the two of them, and him doing Because it is a huge step in their relationship and just where they're at. And even just in their understanding that Justin fully knows what Brian's intending to do while he's there at yeah. the white party. So he knows that even coming with Brian, yeah, they might get some time together, but that doesn't mean y'all are going to spend the whole time right together. But uh, but then Brian also is, gonna, is giving Justin the freedom to do his thing at the white party too.
0: Yeah, it was just the fact that he thought about bringing me. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm not just, I'm not begging him and he didn't feel obligated to bring me. He did right. this out of his yeah. own kindness, all his own heart. Like Justin
1: didn't know? hint at it. Right, no. You know, um, he just, yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, he was he's going and that's it. fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I think he, he wasn't like, wasn't jealous of the guys that brian was going to be with it was just like you're going to go do this fun thing i've got to be here Yeah, like i'm not going to
0: be i'm not (laughs) going to be there like yeah i mean yeah i'm going to be here doing like normal life
1: stuff so over at babylon uh emmett is needing some help picking out this custom bottom (laughs) and and he's asking for uh you know the guys to give him he's showing them the options and asking for their opinion they are no help (laughs) and so he says you know, I need the opinion of a true artist. And so right. he goes over to Justin. And Justin gives a very critical and helpful analysis.
0: He was perfect. It was, it was the right answer. Yeah, he sounded I'm... so professional in his <laughs> response.
1: And then Emma says, well, thank you. You yeah, ever taking him seriously? And uh, gives him a kiss on the cheek. And I love Emma. Emmett and Justin. Like, I wish that they're.
0: Well, Emmett more always, yeah, because Emmett always accepted him into the group. I feel mm-hmm. like Emmett was the one who always was like, you know, oh, he's going to be part of this group. He's around. He, I feel like he was always inclusive and he yeah. never counted well, Justin and out. And there
1: was nothing like, so we, of course, we know what the tension was with, Brian, with Michael and Justin at the in season mm-hmm. one. And then Ted is just kind of like, you know, here's this young kid. He didn't really yeah. know what to do with him, didn't know how to place him.
0: Ted and barely so, can place himself in his own group. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And so, like, there was kind of nothing there. But for Emmett, there was no, like, no hindrance between right. the, the friendship that they could have. And mm-hmm. so so I like what they fall into, just the little glimpses of it that we get.
0: But also, Emmett was very bold. After hearing his backstory, how he, was, he didn't let anybody shut him down, shut his shine down when he was uh-huh. a kid in Mississippi. And his aunt, like, you know, let him be him and all this and that. He probably sees a lot of him inside of yeah, Justin. Yeah,
1: I think so. Just, like, and to an nth degree, you know, yeah. like even more so, uh, because I think it was in episode 103, we pointed that out, and that's when, yeah, that's when Justin takes the tricks from Brian, uh, and it's yeah. like, ooh, you know, he's mm-hmm. intrigued by him, and so, yeah, I think that he definitely has a respect and then has grown to love him right. also, you know, as a, as a friend. Like we were saying, Justin gives a suggestion that is in good taste. But Brian says...
0: "Um, He doesn't want an ass that's in good taste. He wants an ass that tastes good. And I was like, <laughs> come through, Brian.
1: And with that little zinger, yes. Brian turns to leave. <laughs> and uh, Michael, before he can get away from that, Michael says... Well, he starts getting on to him about mm-hmm. missing the wedding. Like, right. You need to be more concerned about the fact that you're going to be missing the wedding. And then he chases after Brian, and he says, how come every time something big happens, um, like me moving away or mm-hmm. your 30th birthday, how come every time something like that happens, you become this elusive Brian Kenny? Uh, And He says, well, I think it's because you're afraid to let anyone know that you love them and that you have feelings like the rest of us and that you're human.
0: That's facts, though. Like, I really feel like he hit home with that. Brian didn't show any emotion in the response or any or in the look but I feel like Michael really struck another him. You don't, you don't think it's so
1: no, I think I think there's a little bit of truth to that. I think that I definitely think that's part of it. So Brian's answer to that is I'd rather get laid. But Brian told the girls I'd be getting laid during your whole wedding. So right. it's not it's, that he yeah. wouldn't get so his response isn't doesn't, doesn't fit, doesn't make sense right. right there. Uh because he yeah, Brian can get laid any day, anytime. So Yeah, <laughs> true. But I do think that there is some truth to what Michael is saying.
0: Again, it goes back to he don't want to show any emotion. Yeah, he it's like self. Be-
1: part of it is he's just a sexual being, but the other part of it is there's self preservation tied there, tied to it. There's he's he hides behind that. He can kind of like numb himself and avoid feeling things and processing things by just tricking in the back room or at the baths or whatever.
0: I honestly feel like he has never felt like he was truly loved and accepted. He should have never I known. Agree. I agree with that. Yeah, because he is. He should have never known that his father never wanted him to be there. Yeah, you know. That's hurtful shit. You yeah.
1: know? And even, like, he has Brian, uh, I'm sorry, he has Michael and Lindsay, but I think even with that, it's hard for him to perceive that as this just unconditional love that's just for him yeah. as him.
0: He I knows think that's Michael how they intend more. it and how they
1: give it, mm-hmm. but he feels like, because I think that's why he would definitely in season one, he would kind of string Michael along, right. because, you know, I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And even with Lindsay in some ways, I think that's might be why he gives her a little bit more rope than he gives other people with right. him. Yeah, so I think there is some truth to what to what Michael says. I don't think it's 100% the the reason, but I do think there's some truth to it. Right. Okay, Uh. so to backtrack a little bit, I kind of, I need to just get over it. And I know it, y'all don't have to tell me. I need to get over it. But sometimes I'm like, Michael, quit chasing after him and trying to like, teach him lessons no, for get real. on to
0: him Th- that's a fact though you got your whole man sitting yeah. upstairs why are you chasing Brian downstairs
1: yeah and it's Brian's choice if he's gonna go to the wedding or not he's
0: it's a just... full grown man yeah how you like let Michael you, you don't make
1: your own decisions
0: <laughs> yeah like how dare you and you, got, you have the nerve to run downstairs and yeah. try to play, you know what I'm saying, the guilt trip on me. I just
1: had to say it. I'm sorry. I know I should get over it, but I had to say it. Anyway, so <laughs> so while Brian and Michael are having this talk, to shut him up or to just end the conversation, Brian gives Michael a kiss. Well, Ben comes down the stairs after seeing this, and uh, Brian walks off, and he says, does he always kiss you like that? Well,
0: oh, I love that. Finally. Finally, <laughs> somebody. Because, um... Doctor, whatever his name was. I ain't gonna say his name. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Okay, yeah. Mm -mm. He who shall
1: not be named. That
0: part. Okay. (laughs) Mm -mm. Never said a damn thing. Okay? Ever. And I was just like, why are they kissing like this? Like, stop that. I'm glad Ben said, like, uh, y'all always do that?
1: Yeah. But Ben was like, oh, because Michael says, well, he does it when he's drunk or if he wants me to shut up. And Ben is kind of like, okay, that's y'all, that's your friend thing. but. Even if Ben's gonna let this keep going on, I'm glad. I like. i he addressed he it. He wanted, yeah, he wanted some clarification on. Okay, what is that?
0: Yeah, you know? like I, I love that. Tell like, me okay, what that is. Yeah. Um, get me together real quickly. You know, I know y'all been <laughs> France forever, but uh, what's going on? Because
1: I don't do that with my friends. <laughs> nah, no, so yeah. Just tell me like what that's about. So we go to the diner, and it's Vic's first day, and so Debbie is just telling him, "Hey, it's simple. You can do this. You," it's just like, "You know," he's like, "Okay, stick it, spin them, drop them. I got it. I can do this." And Debbie tells him, "Yeah, we got hustle in our blood,
0: <laughs> girl. I can see from his face then he looked shook. Okay? He did. I already knew that. He
1: looked like a deer in headlights. I was like, like oh, Debbie,
0: girl, yeah. please go back there and give him a better pep talk than that because he gonna need it. He looks scared. Okay? Yeah, but she's hopeful and yeah. she looks
1: very, very happy. Melanie and Lindsay walk in and they we find out that." In addition to everything else going on, the jeweler has lost their rings. Well, Justin is so helpful. He off- offers his nipple rings to them. <laughs> he says they have great sentimental value. Well,
0: Justin, nobody wants your little nasty little nipple ring <laughs> to be married with on my special day. Okay? Yeah.
1: So that's not the end of the bad news. Justin tells them that he will not be at the wedding. He'll be at the white party with Brian. But we find out here that Justin is their ring bearer. And that's like my favorite
0: thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, Jay, you're going to leave him too? Yeah. It'll be different because Brian was just a the guest. They knew not to give him no important role mm-hmm. in the wedding. But damn, you part of the wedding and you're like, maybe <laughs> this is a once in a lifetime chance. Yeah. But you know, I'm right, I'm right there with it, baby. I would have been in Miami yeah, too. I
1: know. Well, because he you knows, like, sh- the fact that Brian invited me is like, like, a miracle Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> in and kind of, of itself, yeah. That literally uh, is a
0: once-in-a-lifetime. you
1: know, I I could really see him going either way. You Like, I could see him at this point in the episode, like, I'm not upset with him for saying i I'm want to go him, to the white party.
0: Again, I've, I've always preached, like, I think he's around too many grown folks <laughs> to be so young. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these people are already 30. I don't want him to be old at 18. Yeah, like, well,
1: I, just want, I want him to make choices for himself. Himself, you know? not
0: because Debbie said or... He feels he has to be yeah, there or for Mel and Lindsay. Stuff. Like, I want him yeah. to do
1: what, what he What he, what he feels
0: do. good, you Yeah. Know?
1: So when they, when Justin tells them that he won't be able to be there, initially they're supportive and they say, you know, you deserve a break. You've had a hard, hard year, you know, have a great time. But Debbie kind of tries to guilt him right there. But, but the girls are like, oh, we understand. It's fine. And so they walk out, and then we get to see their true reaction. And poor Lindsay.
0: (laughs) She goes into the shakes. Girl, she's shaking like a leaf.
1: Yes, I love it. There's like a funeral home advertisement on a bench stretched (laughs) out there. She's like, just take me now.
0: Yo, she laid out, and the way she raised her foot up. I know I keep mentioning it, but you just go back, y'all, and watch that one specific scene. It's just the the non-verbals. The way she was really going through, the way
1: yeah,
0: I mean, it makes me want to literally howl right now. <laughs> she, the way she was just—I mean—I felt every bit of that. Like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Yeah. She was done. She was through. She was at the end of the rope. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I it's just—it's not. Look, but listen, Miss Marilyn told them
0: she did. Y- y'all should have saved it for them. June and everything would have worked out. But nah, y'all wanted to go ahead and do it this weekend with your little condescending ass. But anyway,
1: so, yeah, it's just it's just, yeah, things are uh, things are not getting any better, uh, only getting worse. Uh, So Michael shows up to Ted's studio and he is so excited to show him the gift that he is so proud of. And Ted is like, that is what you spent my money on.
0: I know I I, I felt bad for Michael because that's like me. And Brad, <laughs> I'll be so happy to bring something home. And I'm like, I got this for you. And he was like, what is that? And why? You know, and yeah. how much was that? What? Oh, hell no. Take that back. <laughs> Which I normally can, but unfortunately, Michael bought this. Off a blanket. Of a, off <laughs> a blanket in an alley yeah. from a Jamaican African.
1: But uh, yeah. And Michael's like, it's a symbol of love and pride. Mm-mm. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, Ain't that much love bad. in the world, boo. Yeah. This scene is hilarious, but they are like legit mad at each other because... Michael's upset because Ted can't see his connection to this gift and why it made perfect sense to him. And Ted is like, I cannot believe that you think that is is a good option.
0: Yeah, for real. He was like, it's tasteless.
1: <laughs> yeah, so even though the argument seems silly, like they are truly upset mm-hmm. with each other. Then we see Emmett and George and they're swimming laps and they're talking about Emmett's upcoming operation. He says, well, you know... In my life, in my community, if you don't look like you just stepped out of a Calvin Klein ad, then you're like nobody.
0: Right. I will say, though, I love their interactions. Yeah. Like, I mean, it feels, again, it's it's the older version of Justin and Brian. You yeah, know?
1: that May-December relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I mean, I just, I feel like Emmett has, uh, has given George more life. You know, yeah. I feel like he was, like, on the tail end, I felt like. But now he seems. Youthful. Well, he was living
1: this like very reclusive, yeah, like, uh, tucked away life. Yeah, and so it's like okay, the freedom that you were hoping to get, like you're denying yourself that, and so. But what I love about this scene is it kind of flips that because, in the last episode, we saw Emmett really using his experiences to bring to George help out. George uh-huh. and bring him out. But in this one, George, George is, is using a, his life experience uh-huh. and his wisdom, like he tells him. Well, because Emmett says. Uh, you know, this will make me feel better about about myself. And George tells him, well, my ex-wife did that. She got snipped and clipped. And after that, she was still miserable.
0: Yeah, just without the wrinkles.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so what I say to people about plastic surgery is like, look, if you want to paint the house, paint the house. But it doesn't change the interior.
0: That part, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like George is at a different stage in life so where he can give this advice. Because the other guys were just kind of like blowing him off. But none of them were saying, hey, Emmett, you don't need that. Like yeah, you no. as a person do not need that. Yeah, because it's not gonna how you feel about yourself shouldn't be based on how what you look like, certainly. Yep. You know, and so George was really the person in the right position to tell Emmett that. Yeah. Uh, so, back over at the diner, we go check in to see how Vic's first day is going. And it is Ooh. not going well. Poor Debbie. She is, uh, you know, trying to keep it all together in the front of the house. And she's Girl. telling people, oh, your order's next up. Oh, yours got abducted by aliens.
0: No, for <laughs> real. She is putting it on. Now, that is a grade-A actress right <laughs> there, okay? If there was ever a thing about being in the weeds, you know, if the kitchen being in the weeds, and you want to just serve her to go out there and perform and keep them entertained, that was the one. That's what yeah. you said. She did that. But I mean, she's losing it.
1: Well, I'll tell you who's losing it even more. <laughs> Vic in that kitchen, things are going awful.
0: <laughs> when he came around, when he came around that yeah, corner. Yeah, when he and picked through the <laughs> little window, like, oh, Vic. <laughs> Girl, I don't even know how he got all those sauces on him. That I
1: high.
0: Don't either. Okay, like, I mean, he looked defeated. He was, he, he was done. Debbie said a <laughs> beat on that bell. Like,
1: it's like, I need you to cook a grilled cheese in under five hours. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, I mean, she was on him. I was like, "We, I have never seen her that ferocious.
1: Yeah, well, when he finally produces a plate of grilled cheese, <laughs> it's like, cut, like, quartered and cut and stacked and then the fries are, like, arranged just so. It's got tomatoes. Who does that? Oh, I was like, Vic, dude, you, you can scale it back a little bit, yeah.
0: Please, okay. You got a restaurant packed. And you, you cooking for yeah. one. He, he <laughs> cooking for one. He had a grilled cheese club. He didn't want him found the toothpicks.
1: Yeah, the short I mean, order cooking ain't, ain't for a bit. No, yeah.
0: not at all. And not he at all.
1: realizes that. And so he's like, look, Debbie, I'm out. This ain't for me.
0: I would have been furious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah, going to gonna leave, leave the me? Yeah, please high and dry, yeah. Like, okay, you, I'm supposed to serve and cook? Yeah. Oh, The diner's supposed to close? Like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, so that was a fail. Um, Vic is a short order cook is that not uh, not gonna happen. Well, he
0: told her he was rusty.
1: Yeah, and he was very very.
0: We <laughs> should have broke up the WD forty on his hand yeah. oh girl, he was rusty.
1: Uh, so then over at the girls' house, um, they are trying to hold it together and like, baby, we cannot do that. We cannot have that many people here at our house. Oh, lambskin. Pudding pie. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, that exchange too was hilarious. Yeah. I would love the 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 passive aggressive shade.
1: Yeah, it this was, little nice nasty thing. Ooh, yeah. So the venue so fell through, and Ugh. they are now thinking about okay having the wedding at at their house, but they have. They end up with eighty people, but I'm wondering if the guest list was larger, but because everything was for some going reason on, I was they thinking, had to cut
0: it. It was like for some reason I thought they said two hundred when they was talking last yeah, episode. Yeah, when they
1: were doing the yes, Yeah, so the they food. must have to cut it with everything going on yeah. and things falling apart. But
0: girl, you see how ruthless Lindsay is? Mel told her that she has an eighty year old grandma and she's um um you know, she can't stand the whole time. And she was like, She has a walker, she can lean. Yeah. I was like, Girl, <laughs> okay, let it go. Are right, you doing the most now? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, Lita walks in and she's bringing their things from the cleaners and she shows up with Mel's suits and the shredded remains of Lindsay's dress.
0: (laughs) Oh, she can't
1: get it. And I love Lindsay says, there's no point in explaining. At this point in the plot, we all get it. (laughs) I love that. I love that line of
0: dialogue. Yes. Um, But one good thing about it is at least it wasn't Graham's dress. You know, her uh, grandma's dress. Thank God. It was something else because, you know, that would have been devastating.
1: Yeah. uh, But as if all of that wasn't bad enough. It starts to rain and thunder outside.
0: Mm-mm. I mean, it was like the hell storm. Like, it came down. Like, every all the bad. It was like a tornado dropped off in their backyard. Like, they had the tsunami. All of it. It was, yeah. like, terrible. I was just like, damn.
1: Yeah. And then Lindsay says, you know, maybe it's just time for us to face reality. You know, somebody up there doesn't think we should be married it's just maybe people like us aren't supposed to get married. And uh, as she's talking, Melanie is like, oh, no, this is heading in the wrong direction. Like, yes, things are going on, but we're trying to overcome. We're trying to compensate for it. But Lindsay's just like, we just need to hang it up. Like, it's just not, it's not going to happen because it's not supposed to happen. It's like, oh, Lindsay. I know, that's
0: fat. That's sad to hear her so defeated because she normally is the beacon of, of hope and light. To see her, like, just give up and, and broken like that, like, dang, that hurt. You never see her really give up. Even when Mel cheated on her, she didn't give up. She wanted to talk. She wanted to work out, you know, but everything was just going so wrong. She was, like, done. It was low-key sad.
1: Yeah. So then we see Brian in the tanning bed, and they give, like, a full-body scan of Brian in the tanning bed. And I know that could probably be gratuitous because it doesn't really serve the plot necessarily, but... But at the same time, it's like shows do this to women all the time. And so. also, it
0: fits the plot to me. Like that's what I want to see when it comes to Brian. I love his body. <laughs> I love when I love that he embraces his sexuality. But Brian is
1: not like ashamed of his body and just not try to hide it. I mean, and that's what I love. How about many him? people have come into the loft and seen him completely in the nude? Like.
0: Yeah, so... I live through him because It really me. fits with
1: the character, even it though does. it does nothing it, for the story right here. Yo, it, it just it fits, fits with, with the character. character. Yeah, yeah, that's why I
0: felt like it was perfect. It was perfect.
1: Yeah, so he's trying to get his tan on, but he's interrupted by a crying Melanie. And at first, he doesn't really pay any attention to her. He just goes off on, on this tangent. And then she says, well, Lindsay is calling off the wedding, and she's like saying all this stuff about how everything's going wrong, and Brian's kind of like, yeah, 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 and he's going to get back to tanning. But then she says... <sighs> she says it's because we're gay. Uh, it's because we're gay, yeah. And it's not supposed to happen for people like us. And that kind of, I think part of that is what gets Brian's a- attention. You yeah. Know? You know, he
0: he's going to advocate for all the gays for sure.
1: Yeah, well, but his thing is like, he might not care about, about weddings and marriage and he might think it's a whole bunch of BS, but it's he like, knows but how, you're not gonna yeah. tell me I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let some homophobic hetero person or some fate or Mercury or whatever tell me that I can't have it. If yep. I choose not to, that's on me. But you're not gonna take away the option from me. So I think that's part of it. Also, it just like Lindsay is his friend, he wants to do this for her. But others like, I want y'all to leave me alone. I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get prepared for the white party. Exactly. And so I think it's like all three of those things. <laughs>
0: Like if I can just help them out really quickly, I can get yes, back to being me. Yeah, because otherwise
1: they will not leave me yeah. alone. It's kind of interesting that she goes to Brian. What did you think about That's that? That's what
0: I said. I said the fact that she's there to Brian, it's like that serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brian is the only person who can talk her off the ledge. Yeah, talk who can, who can yeah. get?
1: Yeah, who can talk Lindsay down? Yeah, get her to kind of see reason because Lindsay yeah. does. Kinda, she almost reminds me of my sister in some way, like in some ways where they get like too emotional about something right. <laughs> or, or like. They get caught up in, like, histrionics or they get too dramatic about something. And it has to be somebody who can just, like, level with them. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So the next scene, we're at the loft and the whole gang is assembled. And Brian's like, all right, we got 24 hours to do this. Uh, He's like, you know, this is what happens. But, you know, we should have the queers doing this from the beginning. (laughs) Facts.
0: Okay. All facts.
1: Yeah. And so he puts Michael and Ted on staffing flowers and decorations. He puts Emmett on finding a venue. Debbie is on dress duty. And initially I was like, oh, no, no, no. no. I know. Like,
0: baby. <laughs> she was like,
1: oh, yeah, bows and lace.
0: and <laughs> No, <boom>. okay, <laughs> we,
1: like five other things.
0: We're not looking like you. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: or oh, something a little less colorful. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Bingo. Yeah.
1: And then he puts Vic on the cake and uh, Vic's a little unsure about that after the whole diner fiasco, Mm. but Debbie says he'll be great, and Justin offers to to help help Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, Justin is just a little bit of real estate in this episode, but he is trying to be very helpful. He offered the nipple rings. He's offering to help Vic right here.
0: (laughs) Lord. (laughs) Uh,
1: And so they kind of notice, Ted notices, but Brian, what are you going to do? And Brian's like, I am going to get my beauty rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he is helpful in organizing them and kind of motivating them. But that's the thing that we've been saying about this found family that they have. Like, they they come together and they rally around each other. Right. So we see Emmett on the phone trying to book a venue the day of the wedding, which, good luck.
0: They didn't have any time. <laughs> like, I mean, this Mercury retrograde really did a number on them. because It
1: really did.
0: They li- literally had no time at yeah. all. I mean he got laughed at on the phone mm-hmm. trying to book the venue. I was like, "Damn, good good luck."
1: Yeah, well George overhears this and he comes over and he says, "Oh, I have a suggestion." And he's got this convenient ballroom thing there at his mansion. <laughs> I don't
0: even know why Emmett didn't think about that in the first place. But yeah, okay. well cuz
1: that because that's Emmett's character. Emmett's not that kind of person who's going to make his problem your problem you he know? lives there
0: kind of <laughs> well,
1: well he's got his apartment but he's there a lot but he's not gonna do that he wouldn't go and be like "Ooh, george's mansion yeah you know, he just he doesn't think that way i mean i
0: know and i don't think like that either but i mean you on the time crunch boo
1: yeah i know <laughs> like, you gotta call in all those yeah, favors when you, you gotta ne- work that network
0: that's when you lean on them okay <laughs> yeah. like god
1: so Emmett's like, great, we got a venue. But then George is like, I can throw in flowers. I can get the Pittsburgh Symphony to come I out. I love him. Yes. But then Emmett says, hey, I want to do this for my friends. Like, I don't want this to be on you. I want to give this to them. I want to take care of it myself.
0: That's why I love him even more.
1: Yes. And he he's going to use his uh, tush fund to to pay for this.
0: Girl, that's a sacrifice. Yeah. This man has beaten his meat. For hours, <laughs> okay, for hours, for this tush fund, and he's gonna give it up to his friends, yeah, to make their day. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, when
0: these, when their own damn parents, I'm glad right. that they, that they see you like family. When the own damn parents, literally, you can give the them parents,
1: five cents for it.
0: That yeah. part, okay, mm-hmm. and this man is sacrificing his hard work, you know, his his special funds, yeah, to put in for this wedding. So I mean, like that just really shows. All of their characters.
1: Mm-hmm. And it shows what's more important to him. I think George's talk helped that this is more important. And he talked about his like self-esteem issues and what he looks like and wonder wor- being worried about how other people will see him. And so it was either that or do something loving and helpful for his friends. And he chose that. So yeah. it shows what kind of person he is. It does.
0: And I think that's, um, that w- that's what's going to make George fall in love with him if he already isn't.
1: Yeah. So over in the Novotny kitchen, Vic is making a mess <laughs> of this of this cake, and uh, Justin's there being helpful by just licking icing off the spoon Eating right out the
0: bowl. <laughs> and Vic is dropping everything; he's fumbling everything. Yeah,
1: but and Debbie's like, "What is going on in there?" And but Justin's like, "Oh, it's me, Debbie. Sorry, I'm well, clumsy." Well, I loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I will say this was the best scene of the show. This is the this is the scene that I re- I rewound. Well, Three to four times. Yeah,
1: I think it was four times. Yeah. yeah. This was the best but that's, thing I've ever. So, uh, something I said earlier, like that I like the different pairings. And so, I liked seeing Justin back at the house with Vic and uh-huh. Debbie and getting uh-huh. to see them together. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not going well with this cake. And so, Debbie comes in there and she starts like going off on Vic and she's like, basically, you're useless. Um, she tells him, you know, get back in your robe. <laughs> You're the saddest hard luck case I've ever seen. Girl, Go she... fall under a train. I can collect the insurance money.
0: That was rough. But when she yeah. said, J- um, "Sunshine, grab your coat," and then Vic was like, "Where are you going?" She was like, "To the bakery." <laughs> <You know what laughs> yeah.
1: <I'm> like... so <laughs> Justin's watching this.
0: He's like, oh my gosh, and he's uncomfortable. But also when she's like, Justin, get
1: your coat. He was like, and Yeah, he okay. That coat. He like knew, I don't
0: want none of that smoke. He like... knew exactly what was up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He grabbed that coat quick. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? To the bakery. Yeah. You told you promised him a cake, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Well, you can't get a wedding cake. Uh, You know, it has to be made special. Hell, we'll give him a birthday cake. Yeah, yes, like yeah. any
1: kind of cake. But yeah. Uh, but Vic is just offended by this. And so he's like, I will show you, Debbie. Yeah, so it motivates him to get up and get to work on his hazelnut buttercream, which sounds very I'm, good. Girl, I
0: about to say the same thing. That sounds amazing.
1: Yes, I love hazelnut. And yeah, me too. I love buttercream. I've never had the two together. I know.
0: We're going to have to invest in that. I know. Our birthdays are Let's coming find-
1: up. <gasps> yes. Yes,
0: our birthdays are coming That's up. That's the man birthday cake. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ha ha. So, as they're coming out of the kitchen, Justin puts it together. He's like, "Oh, you did that on purpose." Because at first he was kind, of, he was very shocked, and he was, he even said like, "Debbie, you know, because she was being so harsh," but, but he knows Debbie and he knows Vic, and he's like, "I know she loves her brother. There's got to be some reason." And then he also just assesses the situation, and so he puts it together.
0: He's smart, like he, yeah, he he's knows. very yeah.
1: perceptive, yeah. yeah.
0: And he knew that was reverse psychology, uh huh. And it worked.
1: Yeah, it did work, uh <laughs> huh. And she says that's how she got him to keep living, by telling him, go ahead and die already, basically.
0: Yeah, that almost brought a tear to my eye. I love, because I was like, damn, I have never seen Debbie be so heartless. Like, I knew she was a little frustrated at the um, diner, but at the house, like, you're doing the most. But when she said that, like, that's how I got him to live. And the way she said it, like, the way she delivered her lines is... It's always heartwarming to me. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm sappy like that. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, she's great.
1: But yeah, I love that scene. But then she tries that tactic on Justin and she (laughs) tells him, you know, she's talking to him about about missing the wedding. And she says, do you want to be another Brian Kenny, always running away from love and never toward it? And at first, Justin's like, oh, "Wait a minute!" It's like, mm, "I recognize this."
0: <laughs> Perceptive.
1: Yeah, but then she tells him honestly. She says, "Well, you will regret it. You'll regret that you didn't go to the wedding and be there with your family." Um, yeah. Yeah. And so and that's
0: what the part that hit him. You know, yeah. they are family. You mm-hmm. know, and he. And will so he's that.
1: at least thinking about it now because before it was like, "No, nah, done deal. Like, I got right. the ticket. I'm going." Yeah. But he's at least thinking about it now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's the morning of the hopefully wedding
0: <laughs> are know, we having
1: what? I, you know the way things have gone i almost want them to call it off i, like, I don't want that juju to go no, me <laughs> i was
0: literally praying girl just wrap it up and have it in june like i know you said you were gonna make it happen but don't force it because clearly yeah. it's not in the cards mm-hmm. yeah literally but in cards.
1: uh melanie is you know trying to start the day off right and so she comes into the room and she's got the good coffee she's got some peeled peaches for Lindsay. Lindsay's just like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> she barely even wanted to roll over. She didn't yeah. want nothing, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Brian shows up. <laughs> and uh, He's like, get up. You're getting married. Let's go. So the next time we see them, he is snatching them out of the Jeep at George's mansion.
0: I love that they didn't, like, you know, Emmett doesn't just flaunt George around like, oh, you know, Shickle's Pickles. Uh-huh. I love that when they got there and he introduced him yeah, they the like. Yeah, that's when
1: they were just, the, yeah. yeah, they just got introduced. Yeah. They
0: were surprised, like, what, Shickle's Pickles? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love that, you know, he has a billionaire on his arm and he doesn't even flaunt him around like, you know.
1: Yeah, he's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So
0: they pull up to the beautiful ass mansion uh-huh. for their beautiful day. <laughs> I mean, so now everything is shaping up.
1: Uh Well, Michael and Ted are still going at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About the statue, but they are there doing the decorations, and uh, Emmett overhears this, and he tells them, it's not worth destroying your friendship over, and that's really what matters. Like, hey, (laughs) you were, Michael, both of y'all were trying to do something good, Michael thought he was making the right choice, like, it's not worth destroying your friendship.
0: $500, though, is kind of worth it over an ugly statue, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, I mean... I just gave you 500 for you to buy this ugly statue. I
1: mean, I understand Ted being a little upset about that. I mean, this.
0: not ruin the friendship, but... Not ruin the friendship, but just like... I still need to be able to get on to him. Yeah. And I should be able to be
1: mad. I should be don't... able to exchange a few harsh sentences. Yes,
0: for real. <laughs> Why can't I do that? Yeah. And, and not feel remorseful.
1: Uh, but Melanie and Lindsay are getting ready, and Debbie is there helping them. And again, Brian shows up, and he comes in to have a few moments alone with the brides, uh, and so he got rings for them
0: again one of my favorite Kenny moments mm-hmm. he really outdone himself in this episode
1: yeah well he even got rings that were almost identical to the ones that they that the jeweler lost and
0: had the um, same inscription mm-hmm. in it that they that they mm-hmm. had like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just very impressed. I was very impressed.
1: Yeah. So Lindsay gives him a hug, and Melanie goes over and she's like, Well, no, we don't hug. We don't really do that. We don't kiss. We don't, you (laughs) know. So she 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 works out like a nice little handshake, firm, business professional handshake. Thank you. And Melanie goes out to um, do some other stuff. And so just Brian and Lindsay. And she's getting dressed, and he's helping her put her dress on. And he, while he's helping her with the dress, he tells her, "You know, sorry, I won't be there. I'm sorry, I won't be there." And she says, "No, you're not." Uh, and she's like, "You know, that would be a huge sacrifice. Like, you don't want to be here." And and he's listening to her. Well, then he offers her, he gives her the tickets, a trip to Miami for a a honeymoon gift.
0: That was like. An amazing moment. Yeah. It, it was showing that he wasn't selfish and that he was trying to be a part of the family. Yeah. And he was breaking what the whole stereotype that they have of Brian, you know? The fact that he offered that, I mean, it just blows my mind. It was beyond.
1: Yeah. And see, I have an issue with this scene, not because of what Brian offers. Uh so what happens is Lindsay says, No, I don't want those tickets. You don't want to be here. Take them and and go.
0: I know I'm gonna agree with you because it yeah. made me feel a certain way.
1: Because it may yeah, it made me feel a certain way. And I'm I feel like I, she let shaded me just preface him. this by saying yeah. I'm not a Lindsay hater. But I do not like the way she handled this.
0: I feel like she low-key shaded him. She thought she was saying something nice. Yeah, she did. But no, you didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. He was trying to do something nice for you. You just put him in this box of this, this is how Brian is. And he can't do anything else. And he can't be different. This is what he's about. But yeah, go ahead and finish that. Yeah,
1: like, yes, she's his friend. Yes, she loves him. Yes, she knows him. But she doesn't know every side of Brian and Mm -hmm. everything about him uh because if she did i think she i think he was genuine in offering this i think he was willing to do both he yeah. would he would have been just as happy at the white party but he was willing to stay at the right. wedding and right.
0: he offered he, he was like here take these tickets check, cash them in for a later date and i'm gonna watch the baby
1: yeah yeah and so he was like
0: he had it planned like, Yeah, i mean he,
1: did, he had thought about this this <clears throat> wasn't a spur, a spur of the moment thing yeah and when he walked into the room he had he had thought through this, and now I know, like, logistically, it would have been kind of hard to change tickets. We're not, we're not getting into that. Remember, we don't do that kind of stuff on Liberty Dying Fish. We don't, we don't get down into the details like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's, that's our TV show That's boring. Mm, we yes. don't do
1: that. Uh, but, um, so, yeah, he, he did think about this. And I know, okay, some of you might say, well, he was just swept up in the mood and in, in the whatever, but I don't think so, because he's not really...
0: He's not into that Led type of, by things like no. That. He's not. He, he doesn't. And not I operate. think he
1: wouldn't have offered if he, because it was already established that he wasn't going to be there, Mm-mm. and so he didn't have to take that back. I think he. I think he sincerely offered that. To her, as right. A, I mean, look True. at everything he, that he's been doing. He had already him. given
0: them rings, okay. Yeah, and he's the one who planned this whole. Yeah, he thing got
1: everybody to together, do their together their part. to do their
0: job. Yeah. So I mean, that easily could have been his gift. Him just pl- getting everybody together, on the planet could have been his gift to them, you mm-hmm. know. But he did that and went out and bought the rings. Who you know, and you know they were expensive, and he, you know, Brian was not going to give them just no everyday cheap little run of the mill right. ring. So you know he put money into that. And and he got it on the fly, so you know that was extra Yeah. Okay. And then for him to offer up his time. Mm-hmm. That was him that was his time that he could never get back, you know? Yeah. To offer up his plane tickets, his time to do something special for them, I think it was definitely a genuine um um gesture.
1: I think so too. And so I just don't like that she was dismissive in and, and yeah, she did it thinking that she was doing the right thing, I guess, but she was like, you know, I want you to go and, and uh have, have lots of guys, no apologies, no regrets. And it just reminds me, you know, sometimes when she calls him Peter, like Peter Pan's like, that's when y'all were in college, Lindsay, like let him, let him grow up or let him be himself, you know? Um, and the other thing, the, one of the ways that Brian, sh- cause Brian doesn't have a lot of tools in his belt when it comes to emotional things. So one of the ways that he shows love is by offering, some type of service or some kind of gift or some kind of compromise Uh that's what i think he was doing right here Mm -hmm. he was offering that that to her as a like i want you to have this and so for her to just say no you don't want that that's not what you want that's not who you are i'm like "Uh uh-uh she could have said hey i appreciate that if you really want to do that sure we'll take it but i i don't like how she handled it
0: it was dismissive and like i said she put him in a box she did put him in a box it wasn't cool at all
1: I know people might disagree with that, but I am firm on my opinion in this. Oh, I'm
0: firm on that, too. So, yo, let's bring it up in the the, (laughs) uh, the the mailbag or the the mix. Both. both.
1: And I think that she knows he was trying to make a loving gesture because when he walks out of the room, she says, uh, I love you, too. But before that, she says, the best gift you could give me is for me to know that you're happy. Why can he only be happy when he's out tricking with? Yeah. And now true. That he does enjoy that, but why is that the only way he can be happy?
0: Absolutely. And also clearly she doesn't even know him because he's not even happy with these tricks, okay? Yeah. He's only happy when he's with Justin with the tricks. Okay? Like Yeah. You know.
1: So I'm just like, mm mm, mm mm Lindsay.
0: I feel like she was overstepping for sure.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I almost feel like I don't know, like I said, I don't want I I don't hate Lindsay. I wanna make that clear. But I almost feel like it's this she has moved forward, moved on in her life, and she's doing the the marriage and the baby and the full domestic thing. But she gets to live vicariously through Brian if he right. keeps up, if he keep if he stays the way he was in college, and it's like she can kind of live right. on, she can keep being mm-hmm. Wendy to his Peter if he does that. And so I just, I just didn't like, I didn't like that.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I knew we were going to agree on that when when you said that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yep, I'm feeling the same uh- thing. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad that, yeah. we, that we did agree just on that. I thought it was shady. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought... I did feel like there could have been a little bit of shade to it. Yeah. Yeah. hmm Anyway. Uh, so, Brian comes out and he keeps the tickets because Lindsay threw them back in his face. Anyway, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Justin's there with him, and he's like, you know, all this wedding and marriage stuff. It kind of has me thinking that maybe one day. And Brian's like, "Mm, you can take that thought yeah. out your head right now."
0: <laughs> Ixnay on the wed, eh? a okay.
1: Yeah, but I do like that. Justin is living in a in a time where that's something he can think uh, about. Yeah, he you can know? aspire. Yeah, you know, something, like, something like that. because in the last episode, when we're reading about Vera and um. Granny Faye, mm-hmm. they lived at a time where, like, not yeah. at all. No, Could not like, happen. But then here's Melanie and Lindsay getting married, and yeah, so I like that Justin, because Brian would have grown up in time where that was, you know, it wouldn't have been as right. bad as the 40s, but still. Um, so it I, still wasn't
0: in the cards for him either. Right, you know?
1: and so I like that for Justin, it's something that he could mm-hmm. that he could entertain and think about. But he tells Brian that he wants to say. He's like, Hey, I'm not gonna go with you. I'm gonna stay here for the wedding. And then he says, You wanna stay for Melanie and Lindsay? He's like, No, for me. Like, I want this memory and this experience. This is important to me to be here with my family. Like, I wanna see their faces and I wanna give Emmett Kleenex and I wanna console Debbie. <laughs> you know? And this is Justin and Just and Brian says, Oh, so you're you're standing me up and Justin's like, "Yeah, are you upset?" <laughs> and uh, he says, "Well, no, I think you're you're selfish and heartless and keep up the good work, but I think what Brian likes to see is that Justin is um a
0: self-thinker." A
1: self-thinker. Yeah, and he's standing up for himself and doing what he wants to do. And I'll go back. Okay, I'm sorry to go back, but I have to go back to that scene with with Brian. I think I do think part of Brian wanted to be there or at least wasn't repulsed by the idea of being there. And so offering these tickets gave him a way to save face. Hey, I
0: want to come. And
1: be mm-hmm. like, well, oh, well, they. I gave them the tickets for the honeymoon, so I guess I got to be stuck here with you guys at right. the wedding. Because no, yeah, no. we, that's totally how Brian rolls.
0: I know? can see it. I see <laughs> and it. And so
1: again, that's why I feel like he, he, um, he, but he's not at a place, or people say Brian only does what he wants to do, but he's not at a place emotionally yet to just say I want to be here. He's, right. he's just not there yet, no. you know. Because it wasn't that many episodes ago. It was 206 when he was having to prove the whole stud thing to the zucchini man, you know. Oh, so yeah. so he's just not totally at that place yet Mm-mm. where he can just Come right out and say, I w I wanna stay I wanna be here. So then the wedding is on. Melanie and Lindsay are walking in for the ceremony. They are they did there, it. yeah. They, and they
0: looked beautiful actually. Yeah. Because this whole episode they had Lindsay looking a wreck. <laughs> okay, her hair was all over every episode. Well, I mean, the every girl scene. was stressed. She was. They had looking <laughs> a wreck. So to see them pull it together at the end, they looked really good and really swagged out, actually. Mm-hmm. So I was very yeah.
1: happy. Yeah, and so like we that. see them exchange vows, and I like that their vows pull in their family and the fact that hey, these people have rallied around them mm-hmm. and that to me is one of the things of the, of this episode about how love compels you like if yep. it's love between uh these partners or love between friends or love between siblings with with Vic and Debbie and how it compels you into action and to to do these things and so a lot of what we see the people doing throughout this episode even if it's not in their their normal Character or whatever you know, they're just their day to day. Like they do this because they're compelled to do it by the love they feel right. for each other. And
0: I love just the fact when she said family, it really hit two things. Like like you know, just because they're not your blood doesn't mean they're not family. Family is what right. you make of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who actually are there for you in your day to day. Blood just c- connects you. You know what I'm saying Make you relatives, but family can be who you make it to be. And I love that her family was there for her and right. them. You know,
1: and that's even highlighted in the show because. Melanie is talking about, like, kosher stuff, and so we know her family's Jewish, and so we're, I guess, could assume that some of her family has shown up, because her grandmother was right. coming, so some of her family showed up, but we know when they're saying family, when and during their vows, we know exactly which family members they're talking about, yeah. The ones who actually showed up and proved themselves.
0: Yep, who to made the it family. happen? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it wasn't happening.
1: <laughs> so at the end of this wedding, and just with that in mind, uh, Ted and Michael reconcile, <laughs> um, and Michael's like, "Oh, it's horrible." And Ted's like, "No, it's a great gift. It's a kind gesture." And what they and Ted tells them, you know, what they they'll look at it and they'll say, "Our friends gave this to us because they love us," and then they'll put it in the garage. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing they'd agreed, they agreed yeah. on on this episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they came together on that. And I guess what I was talking about, like, it's because they love us. So whatever they gave us, even if we don't like it, it's a symbol of how much they love us. Absolutely. The wedding cake came together. Like, Vic did a great job on that. I'm sure Justin was super, uh, just a great sous chef in that
0: kitchen.
1: Uh. Emmett uh, gives a toast because he is the mistress of ceremonies, the and of ceremonies. he tells them that it's time to uh, for the bouquet toss. And he says, "You know the you know the tradition, or you know the rule. If you catch it, then you're next." And I like seeing all the guys fighting for. it. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> they all lined up. Yeah, loved it.
1: Pushing each other out of the way for the bouquet. So Lindsay tosses it, and then it is caught by Brian over at the white party there in Miami.
0: Looking delicious out there yeah, in the dance floor. Yeah, he
1: did look very lovely in that mm-hmm. in that white linen. But I knew he was,
0: though, because when he was picking up the clothes, I was like, oh, I want to see him in that. <laughs> I just yeah. want him to try him on right yeah. then, and then.
1: And so he's there, and he's having fun at the white party, I guess. It but didn't I seem just, like it was it, him. I know, but it just...
0: Because he was all alone. Normally, it just didn't
1: do it for me. No,
0: because normally when we see Brian on the dance floor, he's cutting up. But he has Justin. And we know Michael and Emmett and Ted are mm-hmm. on the balcony or by the bar looking out on the floor, you know? Yeah. This and time so is different. I have
1: no doubt that he was having fun there. But it's just like, now he realizes that there are other ways to have fun. He's been exposed to that. And so I just, to me, it seems like that would pale in comparison. Because he's not there with his friends and his family. Right. And, and, you know, enjoying that. but. For me, I just.
0: Mm. Yeah, it it was a little miss, But maybe it was like your whole family is here and you chose to be out, which he didn't. I feel like this time he didn't cho- choose to be out. He well, he kind of got forced, pushed out. Yeah, he got yeah. like forced out. And
1: I, Maybe if it, if, it, if it wasn't that and he just like on his own went to the white party and I saw that last scene. I was like, oh, OK, cool. He just yeah. went to the white party. He's doing his thing.
0: But we know that he but actually tried yeah. to stay. And know? so
1: because of that, it just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. I I didn't love it. I ain't either. (laughs) I don't either. But guys, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know if you thought it was hilarious, if you thought we covered it. This episode was so funny that we got to hit every point. (laughs) Um, And there's
1: just one major theme to it or one major event. And just like small things happening underneath it
0: absolutely so it was like the umbrella effect or whatever the case yeah but uh, it was really really good so we're looking forward to getting um your emails in our mailbag
1: yes don't forget the mailbag yes. episode Do send not. us that liberty send, Diner send. dish at gmail.com or the contact tab on our website
0: absolutely absolutely well guys hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time we are out of here bye
1: bye